0: After 20 years in the industry, I've learned two important things. Number one, that I don't know at all. And number two, that I love being able to share what I do know. And that's because I know how important it is to keep learning. That's that's why I'm always reading, always trying to understand a bit more about the world. And the thing all great leaders know is that humility is a powerful quality and worth cultivating. When we have the confidence to say, I don't know, it gives others the opportunity to step up and share insights and wisdom that might be exactly what we need to hear. So over the course of the last year or so, I've heard from a bunch of you, and the common thread I always seem to hear is how much you appreciate all the little freebies and and extra resources that I share. So I, I didn't realize that in the beginning, and since learning about it, I've tried to do them more often. So in fact, today, I wanna recap all of those freebies to remind you that they are there. It's like a dozen different resources. Most of them are totally free, and one is available for purchase on the Restaurant Strategy Podcast website. Remember, the point of all of this is to keep things actionable, and today, we're gonna do just that. Stick around. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, And those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry each week we discuss the tools tactics and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market that means doing more covers and driving more revenue each episode we choose a topic we pick it apart come up with some key insights and then finish up with an assignment i always leave you with a short actionable task something you can do right away to start implementing some of the ideas we talk about here on the show because as i always say. Information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, I know a bunch of you out there have already gone and downloaded some of these resources, but plenty of you haven't. So I thought it might be worthwhile to recap those episodes, refresh our collective memories, and remind you how to go and get the downloads that correspond with each episode. Remember, the whole point here is to help you put these concepts into practice. That's why I make these little companion workbooks and cheat sheets. I think sometimes it just helps to hold something in your hand to to collect your thoughts in one place. So the links to all of these can be found in the show notes and if there's anything you want, just go click the link and yes, you can get more than one. Go get them all in fact. That being said, the first one I wanna remind you about is actually the one item that's not free. Just last month on episode number 64, we talked all about how to build a restaurant budget. Now, it was less about the nuts and bolts of running a profitable restaurant and more about shifting your mindset. But the foundation of that conversation is a document every restaurant owner needs, and that is a comprehensive budget that you can refer to every so often. So I debated this for a long time, but eventually decided to share my budget template with all of you, and the response has been overwhelming. A big thank you to everyone who went and purchased the template. I hope it's coming in handy, especially now as you start looking to reopen your restaurant. Now, the budget template I'm selling isn't just some little document, but a comprehensive six-sheet Excel document where each of the pages are interconnected. It tracks revenue, expenses, cover counts, and recruitment projections, so everything you need to wrap your head around the finances of running a successful restaurant. It's $50, and I promise you it will pay for itself by the end of that first week. So in that episode, I'll remind you that I urged everyone out there to start building your budgets with the end in mind. So you have to crunch the numbers so that you win. Making money is not a crime. Running a successful business isn't something you should be embarrassed about. Because the busier you are, the more people you can serve, the more people you can hire. In time, one successful venture will lead to two and then three and then four. But you've got to learn to take care of yourself first. Remember, we talked about the oxygen mask analogy, right? The safety speech on airplanes is always the same. They instruct you to put your mask on first. So before you help your neighbor, put your mask on first, because if if you don't have your mask on and you're trying to help your neighbor get their mask on and you pass out and then you can't help that person, then they pass out and everybody else suffers. Meanwhile, if you put your mask on first, you can help the person on your right, the person on your left. You can turn around and help the person behind you. You are better for the people around you if you take care of yourself first. Now, the numbers never lie. The numbers will tell you what's possible. And if the numbers don't work, neither will your restaurant. Again, you'll find the link to purchase my restaurant budget template in the show notes. Do yourself a favor, quit guessing, and just run the numbers. Once you know your projections, you'll understand what sort of business you need to do. You'll know how much you can spend in payroll, what sort of maintenance you can afford, and on and on and on. I love this budget template. I've used it for more than a decade on all kinds of different projects. It is my secret weapon, and I'm happy to offer it up to you. If you're looking to open a restaurant or just finally get your numbers in line, then please go get the spreadsheet. Again, restaurantstrategypodcast.com. You'll find it on the shop page. You will also find the link in the show notes. Now, from here on out, all of the other resources we discuss are totally free. Free. As Julie Andrews once said, let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Episode number one. Can you even remember back that far? Well, on the first episode of this podcast, we talked all about marketing. I said that before we went any further, we needed to agree on a definition for marketing. And so we did just that. I explained that all marketing comes down to just three questions: What's the product? Who is it for? and how can we reach them? I pointed out that it's the same for all marketers everywhere. It doesn't matter what you're selling or who you're selling it to. Those three questions are what you've got to answer. So I also pointed out that the first two questions, right, the who and the what, never change. But the third, the how, will change all the time. So what is your product, and who is it for? Before you do anything, you need to answer those questions then you're gonna spend the rest of your time on the third part, right? How can you identify new customers? How can you attract them? How can you entice old customers to come back? How can you build loyalty so that people will talk about you to their friends and family? All of that falls under the third question, but we can't do any of that work until we get really clear on the first two. So that first episode is a great launch pad for all of the other conversations we've been able to have on this podcast. And with that episode, I had a little workbook so that you could start to think about those questions in terms of your own restaurant. Again, you can find the link to that in the show notes. After that, on episodes number two through six, we discussed something I like to call the five marketing pillars. And these actually relate directly to our definition of marketing. So what are the five marketing pillars? They are identity, audience, competition, differentiation, and opportunities. Now these episodes are probably the most important ones I've recorded to date because they provide a foundation for everything else we talk about. The workbook I created follows along exactly with those five episodes. It walks you through each one so that by the time you get to the end, you're going to have a much better sense of how to market your restaurant. Basically, it's an an all about me exercise. You need to know your business inside and out and not just where you keep the backup menu paper and dry goods. You need to understand who you are, who you're for, and how you can find those people. So, The first step was identity, but actually in the year or so since I first recorded those episodes, I've swapped number one and number two. Now, when I work with clients here in New York, I start with pillar number two, so I'm gonna do that as well here. Pillar number two is audience, and so this is where I'm gonna ask you to start. You have to figure out what audience you want to serve. So it's often been said that modern marketing is all about solving problems, and I believe that's true. You figure out who needs to be served, You identify a specific problem and then craft a solution to that problem so before you can do anything you need to figure out your audience the workbook helps you learn more about this group of people everything from demographics to psychographics to geography to behavior all of that is important for example when we talk about behavior we really want to know about people's habits where else do they spend their discretionary income are they apt to spend some of their hard-earned money with you that entire page is about getting clear on who your audience is. Now, I'll share an example that we discuss on that episode about Lululemon. So famously, the company is laser-focused when it comes to their audience. In fact, their audience is a 32-year-old woman named Ocean. She's single, loves to travel, makes $100,000 a year, and works out 60 minutes every single day. All of their marketing is is directed specifically to her, as if they were only speaking to that one person. And people will sometimes hear that story and say, well, wait, 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 wait. I know plenty of other people who buy the clothes, not just 32-year-old women making six figures. And of course, those people are right. But the brilliance of Lululemon's marketing is that it promotes aspirational thinking, meaning the 22-year-old who just started at Ocean's company wishes she could be like Ocean. And the 52-year-old executive still thinks of herself as Ocean. So by speaking to one person, they end up speaking to a much larger audience. And the trouble some people have when it comes to audience is that they worry about cutting out potential customers, so they go too broad. But trust me, by getting specific, it will help you find your true fans, the ones who so desperately need what you are offering. Now from there, we talk about identity. Remember, that was the first pillar. This is about getting clear on your product, figuring out exactly what sort of experience you're crafting, right? So when you start with your audience, you'll learn how best to serve those people. You then create a restaurant that solves their problems. Identity is about locking down all of those details. So on episode number two of the podcast, I identified six different areas to get clear on. Those are also outlined in the workbook. They are level of dining, Cuisine, location, people, brand experience, and positioning. So real quickly, level of dining is pretty straightforward, right? Are, are you fine dining or casual or quick service? Or are you a food truck or a vendor in a food hall? Just write down where you fit. Next is cuisine, right? Simply, what kind of food do you serve? How would you describe it? Chinese, Italian, Mexican, French, burgers, wings, ice cream? Get specific and just try to define the kind of food you serve. Then location, specifically, where are you located? What city, what neighborhood, what street? Uh, are you in a shopping center or a mall or on a, on a main boulevard or on a tiny side street? How does your location help define who you are? Meaning, if you're on a side street, is that good because it keeps out the crowds? It helps you develop a small tribe of people who all know the secret? Or does it hurt you because it's tough to get enough foot traffic past your restaurant? How does location play into your identity? The fourth area then is the people, meaning the community you serve, right? But also, who does the serving? Who are the prominent people in your organization? Owners, chefs, managers, and other key employees. How do those people factor into the identity of the restaurant? Brand experience is a broad area where we talk about the actual dining experience. Everything from the website to business cards, to signage out front to how guests are greeted, seated and served throughout their meal. Define those steps of service and identify how they speak to the broader identity of your restaurant. How do you want people to feel when they arrive? How do you want them to feel when they leave? What will people say about the restaurant the next day when they they talk to friends and family? These are the things you need to think about and then commit to paper. Finally, then the last area is positioning. Of course, this is an area we talked about extensively on episodes 60, 61, and 62. So I don't want to spend too much time on it here. If you, if you skip those episodes, go back and, and give them a listen. Positioning has to do with figuring out where you fit in the market so you can properly communicate who you are to your potential customers. Again, those are the six areas I want you to focus on when we talk about identity and the workbook walks you through each one step by step. Pillar number three then is competition, right? We talked about that on episode number four. It's all about figuring out who else is trying to serve that same audience. What other businesses out there are positioning themselves to try to capture the same business you're going after. Now, that episode explains exactly how you can go about figuring this out. Give it a listen and work through the workbook. Once then we figure out our competition, we're ready for pillar number four, which is differentiation. So you figure out what category you're in so that you can then craft ways to stand out. So I use the example of Carmine's in Times Square, right? So on the surface, they're just another pre-theater Italian restaurant uh, of which there are dozens just in a five or six block radius. But they separated themselves by doing family-style ordering. So all of the portions are huge, meant for the table. There really is something unique about what they're doing and it provides a key separation point from the competition. Finally then, we come to opportunities, right? On episode number six, I said simply, Every choice you make is an opportunity to communicate something to your customers or to your potential customers. The lighting in your restaurant cues the diner. Is it dim and romantic or bright and energetic? The prices say something about the kind of experience they can expect, Uh, the layout of your website, the the table silverware you select, the, the way you present the menu. Every little piece provides you with an opportunity to attract the right kind of diner, the kind of diner who so desperately needs what you have. Those are the five marketing pillars. Again, episodes number two through six go into much more depth, and the workbook follows right along with them. So if you joined us only recently and didn't start at the very beginning of the show, this is probably a good time to go all the way back. Each episode of this show is meant to stack on top of the one that came before it, like a like a good college education, right? We start with the 101 courses before we get to the 201 courses. So then from there, the next freebie I offered up went with episode number 13. This is where I gave you 20 different marketing ideas to try to boost business, right? I sat down and just scribbled down a bunch of ideas that came to mind and then made a cheat sheet to go with them. The point was to have you go download the cheat sheet, see which ideas you might be able to steal, and then find ways to implement even just two or three of them. Of course, then the secondary goal was that the list might then spark some inspiration maybe one or two of my ideas would lead you to another even better idea then on episode number 22 we were talking uh, all about capturing food photography and i went through in detail my setup for a food shoot So it's a great episode packed with all kinds of tactical how-to information, but the resource guide that goes along with it is even more incredible. It literally shows you every single piece of equipment I recommend along with links to purchase them. Again, you can get that. The link is in the show notes. On episode number 37, I shared my experience running the New York City Marathon and the 10 takeaways I had running that day. I then created a workbook so you could help focus in on your business. More than anything, it was really about shifting your mindset when it comes to our industry and specifically your business. For example, the first section of the workbook invites you to write down 10 things you love about hospitality. Of course, all of us can find 10 things to complain about, but what about those 10 things you love? Later in the workbook, there's a section that talks all about making a dream a reality, right? I invite you to write down a success that you had recently, right? Tell me the dream, and then what were the 10 steps you took to make it a reality? Number seven in that workbook, right, there's 10 different things. Number seven asks you to consider what three things you'd be willing to sacrifice to make your business a success. And then the three things you're not willing to sacrifice. It just helps you uh, understand better where you stand, where, where your boundaries are when it comes to your business. The whole workbook is filled with questions like that, inviting you to, again, put pen to paper and get clear on your business. On episode number 40, then, I dedicated the entire episode to an essay by Kevin Kelly called 1,000 True Fans. It's become famous at this point because it invites you to shift the way you think about your business. In the essay, he says that to make a living, you don't need millions of fans paying you millions of dollars a year, rather just 1,000 people who'd be willing to pay $100 a year. You do the math and that works out to $100,000 a year. And by all estimations, that's a decent living. Now, you're not going to buy four homes on that money and cruise around the world, but it's going to afford you the opportunity to keep doing what you love. The workbook that goes along with the episode sort of adapts Kevin Kelly's ideas and presents them in a way that makes sense for our industry. In a lot of ways, it actually goes right together with the restaurant budget template uh, that I'm selling on the website, the one I was talking about towards the top of the episode, because it's all about shifting the way uh, you look at the industry and the way you look at your business, right? So again, my episode in the workbook uh, adapts Kevin Kelly's ideas and presents them in a way that makes sense for what we're doing. Uh, it invites you to think about your audience and identify the true fans you already have think about what they have in common then brainstorm a few different ways to identify and attract more people like that finally at the end of the workbook i share eight different ideas of mine how i would do it and in fact how i have done it in the past it's a great episode in fact one of my favorites uh, and a really useful little resource again the true fans workbook goes along with episode number 40. Okay, now, rounding the bend, just a few more. Episode number 45 was published just this past January, and it was all about how to boost revenue on Valentine's Day. And while it was focused on that specific holiday, the ideas I put forth in the freebie that accompanies it can be applied to many different holidays, right? The point is still the same. It's one of the few nights a year when we are crushed with demand. And so our job becomes about how to maximize on those nights and how we then use those nights to build repeat customers. The workbook is all about that. Episode number 47 was all about crafting an elevator pitch, a very important skill to have as you are pitching your project to investors or working up copy for a press release or your website. You want to be able to explain clearly and succinctly, again, who you are, who you're for, and what sets you apart from the competition. The Elevator Pitch Workbook shares a couple of different case studies to help you craft your own elevator pitch. Then episode number 56 was all about the pivot. Of course, we've been talking about that a lot recently as it pertains to the reopening of the economy after COVID-19. Understanding how to stay nimble so that you can pivot your business is going to be a valuable skill. And this little freebie is a great way to get you thinking in that direction. Then, just last week, we talked all about the power of creativity. I shared the Creative Solutions workbook with you. A bunch of you went ahead and downloaded it. I hope it's helping. To the rest of you, why not go ahead and give it a try? As they say, what have you got to lose? Finally then, and I saved the best for last, it's the most popular of all the freebies I've ever given out. It's my marketing calendar template. It's another Excel spreadsheet, the one I use for every single client that I work with, and I offered it up for free. A bunch of you out there uh, have talked about how much this has helped, so you're welcome to everyone else. Please take me up on the offer. In fact, take me up on any of these. The goal is always just to help you get better, to help you make more money. That's what this podcast is all about, and that's what all these giveaways are about. So. There you have it. A bunch of free resources to help you out, plus the budget template that I'm selling for just $50. That can be found on the shop page of our website, so restaurantstrategypodcast.com, or you can find the link, of course, in the show notes. In fact, again, all of these links can be found in the show notes, so go. That is your homework. Your assignment today is to download one, download them all. Just go get something and put it to use. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, make sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you feel so inclined, I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Everyone, stay safe, stay sane, and stay creative. I will see you next week.